0: Hey guys, I just want to let you know that if you enjoyed the episode here, uh, you can always go over to patreon.com slash oddcast, and you can find other things over there that we're doing. Uh, also, go check out all of our podcasts. What an Oddcast, uh, CLT Sandwich, Fireside Chats, you can find them all on your favorite podcast platform, and check out that Patreon to help support us and everything that we want to do. But until next time, you all take care, stay odd, you just tuned into
1: an old cast you are not prepared the robots are taking over. you could say they could have done something like that uh,
0: sure do the beat. all right i had a thing here and i totally forgot it
1: man i'm all fucked up in the head Nerd! decided that he was sick of his ordinary life i told her i <laughs> i smoke i drink red bull i drive a truck and by God, I joined the army when I was eighteen, and they just hiss at me. I feel terrible for him. And now, onward with the
0: oddcast. Welcome to what an oddcast! I'm Jeremy I'm with me as always,
1: Anthony Denny. Hello.
0: Good afternoon. Good evening. Or night or midday, or whatever the hell you're listening to this. I don't know, because I'm not there with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's probably from the inside of your house, because majority of people are there.
0: Don't look in your closet. So, today we're going to be talking about a, uh, a game that uh, I played uh, early on in life, when I was but a wee lad. Because I had an uncle that had the game uh, that he rented back when Blockbuster was a thing. We all remember Blockbuster, right?
1: God Blockbuster yeah they were fucking Scammers <laughs> Fuck Blockbuster I'm glad they burned I don't hope GameStop burns as much as they did You know
0: fun Fact a uh, little bit off topic But you brought up GameStop uh, I got an email from GameStop Oh Cause I used to have a membership So they have they have uh, my personal email Cause I, I could renew it at any time I just I haven't cause I haven't really been in there But uh, they're not doing In store things anymore they have now moved to home deliveries.
1: God, if they stop doing anything, they die. <laughs> I I already heard that they have to go to 300 stores permanently. So I'm just waiting for their death. It's going to happen.
0: Uh, well, this might do it. They, they're they doing uh, only... The, the email said they're doing only deliveries. Uh, their return policies have been changed to accommodate to it and that there won't be in-store things. You can only do things through online now.
1: I mean, I can just go anywhere online now, including Amazon, Walmart, Target, or just download it directly onto my Xbox.
0: You can, man, but, like, we have, like, collectible things, which I will say, like, as much as GameStop does rip you off when it comes to, like, returning games and whatnot, they do have, like, a a rather, depending on where you go, they have a rather robust collection of just other random-ass collectible shit.
1: You know what's really great? Heather asked me, why do I hate GameStop? And I couldn't explain why.
0: I can, with one story.
1: Oh, pray tell, tell. Is, is it the story where we got hit in the parking lot? Well,
0: that wasn't necessarily GameStop's fault, so much as that some old people <laughs> just shouldn't still be driving. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm sorry the, to elderly the, people, but fucking hate
1: the look on her face when a very large man and his semi-large friend stood out of the vehicle.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that went from, I'm gonna fuck- fox- Oh my god, let me just get my insurance card. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, Uh, so back in 2008? I want to say 2008. Uh, me and Jeremy took uh our ps2 games because we had had our 360s and we were looking to try to get more games uh i gave them a backpack full because i had two giant bins worth of ps2 games because things weren't i mean i guess they have always been around the same price but like getting them used only cost me five bucks so i'd so i do some odd jobs get 30 bucks and i could go get like five games and now if i did that You know, you get, like, if you're lucky, one game.
1: (laughs) Yeah, if you're lucky. (laughs)
0: Um, But there was a place before GameStop bought them out uh, that was in the the mall back home. Uh, It was called EB Games, and they had a huge collection of really anything from, at the time, it was PS2, and the 360 had just come out. Um, But I had, like, a whole backpack full of games that I hadn't really been playing, because, again, I had, like, two giant-ass bins full from just buying them. Uh, went in there. I got like maybe forty bucks. <laughs> Jeremy did the same, and he also got like eh, maybe forty bucks. <laughs> yeah, we're talking like I'm not shitting you. We're talking like twenty, thirty games, and we we were lucky to get like forty bucks total. Um, and then we, but we did get Left for Dead, and then you know I became addicted to Left for Dead. Uh, <laughs> but I hate GameStop forever because of that. Um, because that was uh. Well, it was fucking ridiculous. Um, also, for the fact, uh, when Dishonored came out, I had it pre-ordered. And I went to the mall, I picked it up, bring it home. Uh, little did I know, because this was before I really invested looking into things before I got them, that that mm-hmm. was a really short game and very buggy. So I had proceeded to complete it overnight. And then I brought it back in the next morning. And I'm like, yeah, so look. <laughs> so I beat this game. And I, you know, I kind of did some digging with a friend of mine who, uh, and, uh, there was only one thing to collect throughout the whole game, and I kind of just did that while I played. So there's not really anything left to do in this fucking thing, and I really just don't want to replay it. So here you go. Can you guess what I was told?
1: What were you told?
0: Oh, I want you to guess.
1: Uh, fuck off?
0: It was the equivalent of what I was told, because what I was told was... Okay, yeah, um, well, I could take it, and you could get money back, but there will be money discounted off of it because you're returning it, and it'll be counted as a used game, or we could just give you a game off the used rack for free.
1: So, do you want not 100% your money back or not 100% your money back?
0: Exactly, <laughs> like, uh, like we give you half your money back, or you can just get a game used off the shelf for free. And I'm like, oh, so yeah, either don't get my money back for the game that I brought back within eight, like I just got it ten hours ago, uh, or just go pick up another game that I might hate and then come back and have the same issue. Uh, fuck it. I went and looked at the used game. I believe. I want to say I got Resident Evil 5 that day I want to say I got Ah. Resident Evil 5 that day only because Jeremy had it and I knew that was one of the only things he would play so I got it just so I could have with him but uh, other than that Sheva I'll punch you in your dick Sheva (laughs) Wesker ah oh no He's mutating. Let me punch the shit out of this rock.
1: Dude, I love when he punched that fucking boulder. (laughs) Dude, Chris is swole. (laughs) If
0: you haven't played Resident Evil 5, then you probably have no idea what we're talking about. But, like, Chris Redfield in that game looks like Rocky, Sylvester Stallone, and, like... Predator-styled Arnold Schwarzenegger mixed together in the same body, and is just so buff, he has no neck, (laughs) almost no chin, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and And his arms are the
1: size of logs. And like we said, he gets in a fight with a boulder, and he wins.
0: Yeah, there's a part in the ending you have to like push a boulder... And it tells you to mash the button to punch the boulder. And he does. And it proceeds to roll into the thing and block. It makes no fucking sense.
1: It's, it's great, though. Everyone's like. <laughs> it's so but, fucking dumb.
0: <laughs> <sighs> but back on track, we're talking about
1: gun. Yes, gun game. Very popular in the first-person shooters. Um, I believe it came first from Counter-Strike. But it was really popularized in Call of Duty. Uh, gun game, and stop me if I'm incorrect. Is where you kill someone and move on to the next game. I thought it was a weird topic, but let's roll.
0: That is so inaccurate of what we're talking about today.
1: I mean, Jared, I spent like a good portion of my Sunday researching this. He, he can you just like lie to me?
0: Nope, nope, Anthony, you're wrong. Uh, we're talking about oh. gun. Just Gun. Oh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, Gun was a game developed by NeverSoft, published by Activision. Which anybody who knows anything knows that the reason NeverSoft stopped being a thing was because Activision bought them. Much like EA buys things that have a dollar sign attached to it and then proceeds to just eat it alive. Rest in peace, yeah, no. Bioware.
1: Rest in peace, NeverSoft. They uh the perfect dick name. <laughs>
0: Uh, and I mean like parts of Neversoft do still exist and you know mm-hmm. they've been part of other Call of Duties but it's not the same Neversoft like it is just a watered down version of what Neversoft was to fit Activision's little Activision is Activision EA yeah, yeah, are a sore spot for gamers because they just tend to just fuck everyone in their path they're like Walmart or Disney they just eat everything else alive and shit out the remains. But, uh, but yeah, so Gun. Uh, it's a Western game. Uh, takes place in the 1800s. Uh, takes, uh, sorry, 1880 to be more specific. Uh, action adventure game set in the Western of Arizona, Colorado, Kansas,
1: and New Mexico. Yeehaw, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> Yeehaw, bitch! Uh, so it was put out in November of 2005. Uh, on the Xbox, the PS2, the GameCube, later the 360, and Windows. And then the year after, they put it on portable PSP, and it was called Gun something else. I didn't even bother writing it down, because I didn't even know that was a fucking thing. Because they added some, like, multiplayer aspect thing, and the PSP, I'm sorry, was garbage, so I didn't really give a shit.
1: <laughs> like, PSP did not last long for a reason. It just... Yeah, I mean... Let's take a, an idea, let's take a disc and put in something that is mobile whenever you shake a disc, it stops working.
0: Yeah, look, I would love to meet, I, I honestly would love to hear from the person who came up with the idea for the PSP. Because there's nothing in your head, like, when I think a disc that's portable, I think of a Walkman, which I had as a child, and how shitty it was to go on a walk with it, because every time you take a step, it would skip. It was awful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine that with video games. I never had a PSP.
0: Because, uh, I had a uh, friend with a PSP and they didn't really have any good games. They, they were all PSP. like Well, they were all like shitty like spin-offs of the main game. You know? And even like the PSP games that there were had been ported off to, to the bigger console like like my father he's he likes God of War and he has PS games that originally a PSP God of War game that they just ported onto the PlayStation because they realized PSP was a
1: terrible idea. So You mean like what they did with Assassin's Creed the one that takes place in the, in the south? Forget this title, but they just yeah. I
0: didn't even know that was a thing. Oh yeah. I didn't know that's a thing. Good to know now. Um but yeah, so and uh so, Gun itself, before it even came out, they had used marketing uh, in a game called Last Call Poker, uh, which was an alternate reality game uh, from 40, uh, 42 Entertainment. It was just a poker game, but they advertised Gun on there beforehand. Uh, and then in 2005, we got
1: Gun. Yeah. Which, you know, it came out one year after Red Dead Revolver. So, yeah. I feel like it. It was a uh, multiple people were thinking the same thing at the same time.
0: Yeah, there's actually a good quote in here that I have that we'll get to. Uh, so, Gun itself, the story was written by Randall Johnson. Uh, Randall Johnson. <laughs> Randall Johnson was actually pulled onto the project uh, because he was a screenwriter, and the NeverSoft Studio. Uh, there's a there's a little documentary. It's only like 17 minutes long but it's the the two head creators uh, kind of going through what brought him to the process of making it. And uh, Randall was brought on because let's all take a minute to remember what Neversoft was before this point.
1: Hmm, Tony Hawk.
0: Yes, good, Anthony. Yeah, they had only re- they had only done, like, Underground Tony Hawk, or they'd done some, like, Guitar Hero stuff. Their head, they hadn't branched out to anything like this. So because they weren't used to making a story... And doing something where it's focused on a character and this overarching story and all the stuff going on. They bring in Randall Johnson. Uh, Randall Johnson, uh, really more famously, he wrote, he was like the head screenplay writer for Tales from the Crypt.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. I love me some Tales from the Crypt. It can be both funny and really spooky at the same time.
0: Yeah, that that one's the one. Really, I could say that most people would know is bum, Tales from bum, the Crypt. Bum, bum, uh, that's the biggest bum, thing people bum, bum, are going to recognize bum, him from bum, in the early bum, '90s. Bum. There, um, but they bring wah, him on wah, to wah, write wah, the story. Wah, <laughs> God damn it,
1: Anthony! <laughs> Wait, was that Tales from the Crypt or Beetlejuice? I,
0: I didn't know Fuck. where you were going with it. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, I gotta. I'll just have Tales of the Crypt uh, theme song ready to play after this is done
0: jesus christ uh so yeah randall johnson comes on and randall johnson himself had said uh that he was used to writing a screenplay for like movies or tv shows uh but writing it for a game was completely different (laughs) he he said and i quote it was a totally different experience and i had no idea that how to write for a game because with a movie it's all about you're focused on this character and what they're gonna do. But with video games, there's there's like side missions, and the only actual thing I'm writing story for are like these little cutscenes, which are like mini movies. So I, and I had to make them very short and precise, and I had not done that before, so I had to get help from uh one of the other lead, one of the uh, creators sat down with me and handed me a controller, and he's like, see that X button now. Imagine you are the gamer and you're watching this cutscene, right? You are hovering over that X button like the gunslinger of this game ready to shoot somebody. And you're willing, you're ready to just cut past this and get back into the action. You need to make it engaging and exciting and something that makes you want to know the story that's going on. And it has to fit in this parameter. And that's how you had to go about writing it. Hmm.
1: Now, yeah. I, I haven't played gun, gun in forever. No quick time events, right?
0: Uh, I don't... Mm, it's been a while. I don't think there was. No, no, no. This one didn't have that, no. <clears throat> and we'll get into why. So, Randall Johnson writes a story, and not only was it a challenge for Johnson himself, but Neversoft, as we said, they had only made the skateboarding, like Tony Hawk's Underground, all that stuff was like their domain. Uh, And they're given a new IP. And basically... Activision's like, alright, we want you to make something different. We want you to make something new. You guys have done great making the the skateboarding and the Guitar Hero stuff. But, like, we want something that's a fresh, new idea. Something that's totally different from what you've been used to. So, they go with... They want to make a Western. But they want to make it grittier and more adult-oriented. They don't want to do... How do I put this? They don't want to do something that's for all ages. Because, like, Tony Hawk Underground or Guitar Hero, they're all very much, like... You know, like, yeah. anybody can play him for everyone, but they wanted something oh, that was more mature.
1: Like, I grew up playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Uh, I yeah. think I started with two.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they want to get something a bit more adult-oriented, and they start looking at the Western idea. They bring in Randall Johnson to help write it. But uh, Gun was a new task for the team overall, uh, because... The game mechanics themselves, they had never worked with before. So you're talking about AI that has to interact with the player, has to interact with the player's actions, and everything has to seamlessly work together. So, like, if you're walking through town and you shoot somebody, the townspeople have to scatter and be scared, like, fucking terrified of you. And that's what they tried to go for. But they had no fucking idea how to make AIs do that. Because they're used to AIs just putting them in like a crowd setting and like cheering someone on. And they're like, I have no fucking idea how to get around this. So they start playing around with the AI. They finally get that down. But then they're like, fuck, we don't even have a story to work with. Anthony, how do we make a story? I don't know how to write a story.
1: Well, what you do is you hire people to write the story.
0: That's a great idea. Hey, Randall Johnson, get in here. So then he makes that. They make the cutscenes, scenes. Uh, and everything starts to kind of come together. Uh, and they want to make something where it's an open world. They don't want it to be just a linear thing. So they were the first ones. They were one of the first people to kind of do that with a Western, you know? Huh. Like Red Dead Revolver, I played that a little bit. It has a little bit of an open world to it, but it's more like you're going to this town to do this thing. It... it and like guns like that too, but I I specifically remember playing Gun, and I could just go anywhere and just fuck with people.
1: <laughs> that's now, what I did. <laughs> I don't really remember much of Gun except for that fucking bear.
0: Ah, uh, yes, the opening sequence. Yeah, your father and you are hunting, and then a giant ass grizzly bear comes out of nowhere and tries to murder your face. Fun. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great.
0: Yeah, it's real fun. Uh, so, yeah, they get this done, and then they also bring in actors uh, to put on a mocap.
1: Yeah, including motherfucking Birdman, him, uh, not Birdman, motherfucking Catface Man himself.
0: Catface Man?
1: Yeah, Ron Perlman. Go fuck yourself, Anthony. Have you never seen the fucking thing people have of Ron Perlman cats?
0: I do. I can't believe you would disgrace that man's name on our show.
1: I'm not. That I love wonderful... Fucking
0: baboon faced man
1: dude looks like little nicky in real life because he got hit fucking faces with a shovel
0: (laughs) so they bring in actors who have used mocap before and they use the mocap to try to get the the ideal layout of how things are gonna go um because again they've never done anything like this before (laughs) they've never done a story-driven thing at all uh but they bring in and in case you don't know what a mocap is and if you don't I don't know what rock you've been living under. I'm sorry, but I don't know what rock you've been living
1: under. Motion I capture. Mean, to let people know, motion capture really—the first time it was used in a movie was in 2004.
0: Yeah. So this was uh, this is some new technology in itself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they bring it all If y'all want to cap- see,
1: if y'all want to see that movie, it's called Van Helsing. <laughs> Fuck
0: yourself, Anthony. <laughs> so I'm not joking. <laughs> it was the first one. I thought you were making a joke. You know what? Never mind. Never mind.
1: <laughs> no, I was being serious. Van Helsing is the first movie to use mocap CGI.
0: I thought you brought that up specifically because I brought this up on Fireside, and Seth proceeded to shit on me for watching that in the theater.
1: No, I I didn't catch Fireside, so no. Just Van Helsing two twice in a, a week. God damn it! <laughs> God. Yeah, only only fucking uh yeah every even uh fucking. Hyde was uh, mo capped.
0: Oh, in uh, a story, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen.
1: No, in Van Helsing. Ah. ah. Sorry for that little segue, but yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> so, yeah, they do that to try to get how the character's going to react in every cutscene and how your like character rolls. And it... Another thing you could do, and again, I like to. I- I've always been a bit sadistic when it came to playing video games. Uh, you could take somebody as a human shield for no reason. <laughs> so I would do that a lot. <laughs> just... But, uh, you know, you do that, and then if you kick them free, everyone just immediately thinks you're a monster and runs away from you. <laughs> I mean, so... well, yes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, they use mocap to help capture all that stuff. And then for any, like, gun sounds, they went to a gun range and ordered in uh like refurbished uh old western style guns. Uh the way they said it is there was a there's a company specifically they said in Italy, I believe. Uh hey. yeah, where they still make those and they, they rebrand them up and they make them all brand new. Uh so they order in a bunch of those. Uh so all the gun like the Colt revolvers, the Libra Action Rifles, musket, anything that they is used in that game, they went to a gun range and recorded the sound to put into the game. So that's all the technical side of things. <clears throat> now, Anthony, why yeah, don't sure. we get into the talent behind this?
1: Oh, let's as we all know, Hellboy himself. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> so the they hired a ton of, of like I'm gonna go ahead and say big name people to voice act. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. So your main character, Colton Cole is is played by none other than the Punisher himself, Thomas Jane.
1: Motherfucking Thomas Jane.
0: <laughs> Man, and like watching like the the little behind the scenes thing that they made for that game, like they you I you could tell like the giddiness on their face. Because immediately when they bring up Thomas Jane, the guy's like, hm, you know, of uh, <laughs> Punisher fame, <laughs> like, it's so. It's like a little kid telling someone that they have him in there to do voice recording.
1: <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't fucking say?
0: Oh no! If I got to meet Thomas Jane, I would be in the same mood. Like, the, I, I like the things the guy's done, and he seems like a pretty cool guy.
1: Hey, you Thomas see, just, Jane, uh... hit us up. <laughs> You see this knife scar in my abdomen? Yeah. Yeah, Thomas Jane stabbed me. Oh, dude, stick. The fucking (laughs) punisher stabbed me and I survived. (laughs) Jesus.
0: Uh, Soapy Jennings uh, is played by David Wittenberg uh, based on the actual character, a person known as Soapy Smith. Uh, Soapy Jennings here was kind of like your, I don't know, I don't know how to put that, like, the old drunken sidekick to every Western character ever. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, then you also have Thomas Tom Magruder, played, uh, which is like the main villain. That's played by Lance Henriksen, who you may know from a couple things, actually. Uh, dun, 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 dun. He's in, uh, I was trying to think which one it was. I think it's Aliens 3. Uh, he's the android that comes to try to take Ridley's uh, alien baby thing I- that she has. I...
1: I think you are way over underselling this guy.
0: Hang on. He's also in Pumpkinhead as the grieving father who brings Pumpkinhead back to life because, you know, got to avenge a kid somehow and then realize it's a terrible fucking idea and you need to kill it. Hey, Sam. Hey, Baron. Is there is there a podcast out there where I can find out about flying sex chairs or animatronic pizza
1: bands uh no i don't think i don't think there is are you talking about infocast <laughs> 5000 i wasn't
0: <laughs> the, the newest podcast <laughs> <laughs> god damn it <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about it <laughs> i can't fucking do this i i quit are you talking about InfoCast 5000? The the newest podcast <laughs> sensation sweeping the hearts and
1: minds of people everywhere? No, I never heard of it. What do we do on
0: InfoCast
1: 5000? <laughs> well, Sam? if we if we did have a
0: podcast, I imagine every week we'd probably talk about something familiar to us and to the listener and try to get into its history and, and maybe some of the fun stories behind how they came to be. But I, I, for the life of me, I can't think of a podcast that does that.
1: Whoa, that sounds awesome. Crack open, crack open a
0: cold one and point your magic computer phone to the nearest podcast player and we'll be there ready to embrace you with a history you never knew you wanted. Again, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's Infocast 5000. Look us up on iTunes. We got Spotify. We got Stitcher. We got all kinds of stuff that I can't memorize
1: right now. But we're we're everywhere. We are everywhere.
0: Sounds pretty cool. I wish something like that was around. It is. What is it called? Infocast 5000. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: That's the end of our trailer. Bye.
0: Uh he's also the an- he's also well not the android. He's technically the guy that the androids are based on, which is something that it just gets so confusing. But he's also in uh, Alien versus Predator. He's the guy that leads the expedition down into the tomb that they then fight aliens and predators in.
1: Lance Hendrickson is also the one man in Hollywood who's been killed by the alien, the predator and the terminator.
0: Correct. He's also in uh what is it? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh Scream 3. He's uh the he's the director guy that knew Sydney's mom and I mean did stuff. Uh, but anyway,
1: <laughs> uh, also you're forgetting another one. Oh, what else? Uh he's fucking Commander Shepherd. In Modern Warfare
0: 2. Wow. He's played a lot of villains in video games.
1: Or not Commander, General Shepard. My bad.
0: Yeah, so he's played the, the villain in video games then, because Magruder is like the ex-Civil War captain, or ex-Civil War general that turns fucking ultimate bad guy for this game.
1: Yeah. Also, for wow. those Transformers fans out there, he is locked down in the animated series. Really? Yeah. Huh. He's got a nice gravelly southern voice. Fair enough.
0: You also have uh, Chris Kristofferson playing Ned White. And, uh, the... Now, I put in quotations, Reverend. Because for a Reverend, he's very, very much uh, one of, like, the top bad guys of the game. Uh, but Josiah Reed, played by none... voiced by none other than Brad Dorif.
1: Oh, and who is that for people?
0: Oh, I don't know. If you've ever seen Child's Play 1 through 3... Or Curse of Chucky, or Bride of Chucky, any of the Chucky movies other than the newest remake, he's the voice of Chucky. That's what it, you'd best know him as. The voice of fucking Chucky plays
1: one of the villains, which <clears> is <throat> great. You gotta love that. Um, he was also in oh, what the fuck he was in? He's in something else. Oh yeah, he, um, just looking at IMB. I'm BB, I'm BB. Is I um, He was in the Halloween remakes. He was the sheriff. Ah, oh, shit, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Damn.
0: Wow, I, you know, I honestly kind of overlooked that. Um, We also have Mayor Hoodoo Brown, played by, <laughs> or sorry, voiced by
1: Ron Perlman. Because war, yeah. war never changes. Well known for his role in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> wasn't really in anything else that I can think of off the top of my head. Really? Really? That, that's a joke.
0: <laughs> was about but he wasn't a Beauty yeah, and the Beast serious.
1: show. No, he wasn't a Beauty and the Beast show. He played the Beast.
0: Uh, you know, I don't know if you're being serious or if you're just cracking more jokes about the I, man.
1: No, no, I, I'm being <laughs> serious. The dude played the Cat Beast.
0: But no, if you don't know Ron Perlman, like for fuck's sake, and, and again, th- this isn't even his like most iconic video game he was in. He's literally the voiceover in the Fallout games war war never changes that, that's ron perlman that's why like fallout 3 in vegas will always be I- iconic to me just because the opening and ending to those games are voiced by ron fucking perlman uh he's also in sons of anarchy for i know a lot of fucking people have seen that you know he's the you know he's mr mr bad guy that killed his dad you know mm. anyway moving on uh we also uh, have He's
1: also fucking hellboy
0: <clears throat> the original Hellboy, yeah. Yeah. That is correct. Uh, you also have Clay Allison, voiced by Tom Skerritt, and uh, Jenny, played by Kath, uh, voiced by Kath Sousey. Uh And Jenny, uh... oh, Jenny, if only you didn't get horribly fucking murdered in that story. Jenny,
1: Jenny, what can I turn to? Yeah.
0: Uh, But Thomas Garrett was Dallas, an alien, and he's also Viper in Top Gun. Ooh. That's, you know, just so you know where those people are from. Uh, And all the villains in the game are actually based off the uh, the real life Hoodoo Brown Railroad Gang.
1: Hoodoo? Hoodoo, you voodoo, bitch. Dude, seriously, though, when I found out that Sam B. Is a fucking pun that killed me. <laughs> I can't
0: believe you didn't figure that out sooner, to be honest. <laughs> uh,
1: when, like, I was listening to fucking. Uh, fuck, I was listening to Who Do You Voodoo, and then he, when he's like, there's a zombie, I'm like, motherfucker. This motherfucker's <laughs> hiding this.
0: So, Anthony came to that realization at, uh, just recently, and. You know, none of you know Anthony like I do, uh, except for maybe some of our friends that listen in. But, uh, you know, Anthony is, like, the king of puns, and the fact that he didn't catch on to that immediately was honestly very shocking for me. It just seems like something you would have fucking written.
1: (laughs) I know. Are you fucking kidding me? (coughs) Now I have to make a character named, like, Samantha Birkin or something like that.
0: She's great. So, she'll so, be Sandy. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, I do have some fun quotes. Uh, two fun quotes that I that I have that I wrote down specifically, uh, specifically because I just thought they were they were kind of funny. Um, <clears throat> so, Brad Dorif, uh, his his whole thing about voicing in a video game, right? The idea of playing a video game I worked on is terrifying. Mainly because I hate the sound of my
1: own voice. Dude, tell me about it. <laughs> doing your man.
0: Yeah, so he hates the sound of his own voice, so he was very excited to be working in a movie um, because him and Lance both, uh, and even Jane, uh, Jane Th- or Thomas Shane here, because Thomas Shane said, uh, it's more relaxed doing this than a movie, yeah, you know, I don't have to worry about my clothes or how I have to cut my hair or who's going to do makeup. I've literally been in that recording studio just barefoot doing this. It is so much less stressful than being on a movie set, and the coffee's better. So there's that. <laughs> and the coffee's
1: better. Oh uh, priorities, but- man.
0: <laughs> uh, but even Lance Henriksen, uh, he said the same thing. It was like they they enjoyed doing it because it was it was very less stressful for them. Because, you know, you're on a movie set, there's a wardrobe you have to follow, there's, like, the haircut style you have to follow, or your facial hair, and all all three of them that they interviewed for that thing, were, all three of them were just like, yeah, like, it is so much more fucking relaxed, like, I just have to stand in the recording studio, I can act out my part, but I don't, like, I don't have to, like, get hurt, I don't have to throw myself out of a window, like, this is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but Lance did say, uh, when uh, when he was talking about that, he also said that uh, if he did bad, he's like, if I do bad, I it feels s- extremely, like, terrible for me, because, like, I know I'm not bad. It's so, like, if I'm doing good, then I feel great. But if they come back, and are like, yeah, you know, it wasn't so great. We need you to redo that line. He's like, it is the worst feeling in the world.
1: <laughs> it's like, it's like I've hey, done how many Lance. movies? <laughs> Lance, you know, you did that line pretty bad. Why is he grabbing the noose? Someone stop him, please.
0: Oh yeah, uh, but no, they like all three of them. Like when they got interviewed for it, they they were all pretty like pretty stoked. And considering that that was made, it was made like right after that game was made, so it be about two thousand five or six that that got uh, recorded. So the other thing that Thomas Shane had said about it was uh, he wanted to do a video game because video games are how did he put it that. Movies are starting to copy video games, and video games starting to copy movies. So he had said that it's kind of good to get into the field of both, so you can kind of understand where movies might head. And I think we've seen that play out more and more, because since that, you know, you've had the Doom movie, all the fucking Resident Evil movies. They wait, made wait, they made uh... Doom
1: movies. Oh, when we're while we're fucking talking about video game movies, let me fucking tell you something. You remember Monster Hunter?
0: Yeah, that they're making a movie on that and they're changing everything yeah. about it.
1: Yeah, and guess who's fucking making it.
0: The same director who made Resident Evil, so he's using his wife. Yeah, as the main character. Wow. Yeah, have you not realized that? Like, He uses his wife on everything. Mila uh, Jokovic.
1: Yeah, Mila Jovovich. Jo- yeah, Jovi- Paul W.S. Anderson, that's who the fuck I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah he did the Resident Evil movies uh, and she was a star lead. Uh, and now he's doing the Monster Hunter movie, which can I just say, like, who the fuck gave him the the the, the directing
1: on that movie? Like everyone knows how terrible the Resident Evil movies are. Everyone, and yet they're like, <coughs> well, yeah, this is okay. Well, Anthony,
0: uh, Anthony, what would you say if I told you that there are people who actually enjoy the Resident Evil movies?
1: Well, people are allowed to enjoy whatever they enjoy. Um, whether there be wrong or not, that's up for them.
0: <laughs> uh, so the game came out, and uh, it, it's I mean it's gotten pretty positive reviews. Like it is <clears throat> in retrospect to games now. Like since then, uh, you know they did this one because nobody had really been doing Western games yet. Uh, there was the Red Dead Revolver that came around the same time, but that was really it. There wasn't much to compete for them. Uh, so the game did really well like it got really good reviews from people and most people saying it's like oh it's a bit short it's like yeah it's short because it was on ps2 like they didn't have the like number one they had never done anything like that so the fact that that game turned out as well as it did is fucking amazing because they hadn't done anything like that that company itself
1: and you have to think about it games were a lot harder back in the day because they didn't have much space so gotta make games fun somehow Exactly. You crash Bandicoot. I'm calling you out. <laughs>
0: exactly. And uh, since then, you know, you've had the Red Dead games. Uh, there's been some, like, survival kind of games that have been Western-based. So there's been other things that have done it. Uh, Red Dead definitely just... Like, I think the reason I g- I liked Red Dead, and-, and I used to have Red Dead 2, I think the reason is I played Gun when it came out, and I loved that one. And Red Dead and Red Dead 2 were, like, a just more advanced version of that game. And I was all for it. Mm-hmm.
1: You eat babies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
0: uh... berries. <laughs> oh, <that's... laughs> okay, Poor while, we're, <laughs>
1: while, while we're on the subject, I, I want to tell all our audience about one of the greatest moments I ever witnessed in a video game.
0: When was that?
1: Uh well, is you were playing Undead Nightmare, <laughs> and I
0: this this
1: is the first time I was I was seeing this game. And so Jared was fucking walking around on this horse, and then a cougar came up, and you know the cougar like Jared had a hard time killing it. And he's like, oh, whoa, this, that's so lucky. Normally there's two of them, and then out from the bushes pounces the the, the second one. <laughs> You could not have timed that fucking better. Oh, normally there's two of them.
0: It was something straight out of a comedy movie, and I... Like, oh, man, all right, I better heal up. Man, normally they travel in pairs. (laughs) Immediately get mauled. It's like playing
1: uh, uh, Syracuse, Shadows Die Twice. The first time you run into a chicken, it's like, oh, yeah, I can kill this chicken but it's not the first chicken that kills you. It's the second one behind the bush.
0: <laughs> you know, another moment I had with Undead Nightmare, uh, real quick, was, uh... Were you there when I killed one of the horses of the apocalypse?
1: <laughs> I think I was. Like, he fell off a cliff or something? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was there.
0: I like. It took me forever to fucking tame it, and then I was like, oh, man... Thank God that's over. Fell off a cliff, and my my instant reaction was, oh, no, they're like the horse of the apocalypse. They live through anything. Fell, died, and I lived. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me?
1: Yep, I remember that. That was fucking... Oh, God. <laughs> I was so fucking mad. After all that time.
0: Uh, but, uh, so anyway, getting back to gun, uh... So the game came out, as I said, it got pretty good reviews for like gamers like us, you know. I know I certainly fucking enjoyed it. I played I played through that fucking thing Shit, I wanna say like at least twenty times. I played that game a lot. I, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh but it did get negative uh reception. Why? So to our Native American listeners yeah, if any not saying that there are but if there are any not um, saying there aren't so uh there was a native american organization that came forward and uh said that the game need to be pulled and banned uh because they're
1: <sighs> racist
0: there were definitely some depictions of native americans in there um that they were like oh that's not fair which i have a whole point i want to make on this uh but Activision even came out and said like it was meant to depict the the age of the Western and uh, you know it wasn't exactly the best history between you know Western settlers and Native Americans. you know that's kind of like a bloodied past, and that's kind of what they touched on. We don't necessarily condone the views that were portrayed in the game, but it was also meant to be in the western 1800 time and uh, you know, there's a history there. <laughs>
1: You mean like in when Assassin's Creed 3 came out and they had to say, no, the Native American protagonist will not go around scalping people. Yeah.
0: So, <clears throat> so yeah. Um, I would just like to point out that, uh, I, I've, uh, ju- I've recently learned a bit about uh, Native American culture myself, uh, or at least history, uh, things. And uh I mean you I'm trying to figure out how to say this without being considered racist. Yeah, without being considered <laughs> racist. Uh, but it's not like everyone was like, you know, how to put it, civilized? Let's put it that way. Uh because, oh, you know, so
1: only the white men were civilized. Got it. Okay. Oh no, we were definitely fucking monsters.
0: <laughs> like we were, we definitely came in and were just fucking monsters. Like, believe me. Like, it's not like we were innocent in it either. But to put it in the perspective of this, of like the way the game shows it, is like, it is the, like the settlers in the area, like making slaves of the Native Americans and build things. And there's like a whole point in the story of one of the other characters helping the native americans band together to fight back. And they kind of they took issue with that, but I'm like, you know, it, it is, you know, it, it is what happened. Like let's I'll be real here. But also let's be real here of the actual history behind things was the native americans before we showed up, it was very much very much kind of like hunter gathering, you know, like you have this area, you follow the bison, you live with it, you do your thing. But it's a point of history. But then
1: the white man came and made everything okay. (laughs) No, that is not what happened. Not what happened at all.
0: No, my point is, is, uh, the the actual history behind it was the Native American tribes, like, warred. They would go to war against each other all the fucking time. Because it just became a matter of, like, we're over here doing our thing, and you're over there doing your thing. Oh, well, now you're encroaching on where we're doing our thing. You're going to steal our shit. So, you know, there were wars that were waged all the time. So, you know, and that only got made worse when we came along. You know, us white people came along because then our point of perspective.
1: My people are always here. (laughs) Okay, not your people, my people. I feel like my people are native. Oh, I mean, I'm also white, so...
0: You know, you know, you're not innocent in this. There's blood on your 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 ancestors' hands. Uh, but anyway, so basically, like when European settlers came along, like the way we viewed it was like we're gonna go over here and this land is ours. All right, we own this. Let's go back and get a thing. Well, historically speaking, what would happen is the surveyor would show up and do this, and the Native Americans did not see it as like, oh, he's just here. Like, no, they straight up murdered those people. <laughs> that was viewed as another tribe coming in to try to take your shit. And you ain't having that shit. Wait, so are then... you
1: saying that if people encroached on them, they had the right to attack them and kill them? Sounds yeah. very Texas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it is what happened. Like Native Americans would just kill them off because they knew that there would be more of them coming and they didn't want to lose... The area that they had, like this is where you've made your livelihood, like all your food source and everything's here. And, you know, they're just coming in and saying they own it and killing you. Like, fuck you, we're just going to kill this guy. Nobody's coming here. And uh, then we get the Texas Ranger, which is what most cowboys are based off of. Uh, and cow- and rangers were there to help command- go against uh, what you'd call the Comanche. Uh, which Comanches are the ones that everyone just bases all Native Americans on, which I cannot be clear enough to all of you. There were total differences, okay? <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, we come from the the Seneca Nation in New York. Like there no two Indian tribes are exactly the same. Like
0: Oh, no, they were all very much different in how they handled things. And Comanche were Comanche is where honestly the way I've heard it put by historians who study the subject, uh because I I I get a lot I got a lot of information recently off of somebody that did and he's wrote a lot of books about it is that a lot of, like, the racist things that most people have against Native Americans came from Comanches themselves, because Comanches were very much just a war tribe. Like, like the way he put it is, like, Comanches were not very good on foot. They were a very short, stout people. But then when the England se- English settlers brought horses back, and they started to, you know, become more of a thing, Comanches, the way they were built, just fit on a horse very fucking well. And they annihilated fucking everybody once they had horses.
1: And it so they're like the Spartans of Native Americans.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I guess that would be a way to put it. Yeah, like they were just taking other tribes out left and right because they knew how to ride horses. They could do it better. They were better at everything on horseback. Uh, and then you know you get the Texas Rangers that came into play to try to help battle off the Comanche because, I mean, fuck. Like, what are you gonna do when you do this when you have like fifty? You have like 15 dudes riding on a horseback. You know they're gonna catch up with you, and they're they're just gonna take you out. Like you're not getting away from it. Like they're
1: they gonna can't outrun run a you. Horse.
0: Exactly. Uh, so Texas Rangers were made up to try to help combat that, so that they can get surveyors out. People could buy land. It was a thing that happened back then. It's a terrible thing that happened, but you know it happens all through history. You know, but uh, the game got a lot of shit for how they put how they portrayed things, and. You know, as much as Activision was trying to cover their ass, they're not wrong. It's like, this is just, it was just depicted in a Western landscape. Like, that's just how shit went back then. Like, everybody was killing each other. That's, it was land that nobody had really populated yet. There were just kind of Native Americans scattered throughout. And you just have the Western culture coming through. And there were wars being waged left and fucking right of people killing each other for this or that. That's just kind of what happened then. It's, you can argue with it all you want, but it doesn't make it any less true. <laughs> like I'm um, you know like when I saw that in like the bad reception for that game, I'm like, are you like really? That's what you have a problem with? Is the fact that we were this depicts people killing Native Americans and Native Americans kill like that's just what happened. It it's was like the eighteen hundreds.
1: Resident <laughs> Evil. Alright, I'm taking this opportunity to soapbox.
0: Oh, Anthony's getting on the soapbox. Everyone, when when, when stand Re- your
1: beat. Resident Evil Five came out, people were like, "Oh my God, it's so racist! They're killing a bunch of black people." Um, well, they're killing a bunch of Africans because the game takes place in Africa. Would you prefer there to be a bunch of white people there?
0: Oh no, I see. Because then that would spark a whole another controversy of it being all white people in Africa.
1: See, exactly. That's 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 my soapbox right now. Re- the Resident Evil team. Sure, it wasn't a Resident e- a full Resident Evil game. It was more actiony, but and still, they sure. did their best. They took their time. They care.
0: But that's Gun. Uh, if you haven't played it before, uh, you can find it in like whatever emulator, or if you have, still have a PS2 and you can find it. I'd suggest it. Is it a, is it going to be super great now compared to what you're used to? Eh, probably not. But it's not. It's not a terrible game, and it's a quick playthrough compared to now. You can get through it pretty quickly. I thought it was kind of fun when I was growing up. I played it a lot, and uh yeah, that that's gun. Gun. Now, on a serious note, to 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 end our episode here, I'm gonna reiterate this again. Wash your fucking hands. Yes, because I still see a lot of people that are do or. Like, okay, so I'm currently living in Nebraska. I'm, uh, I was going to be moving to Michigan so that me and Anthony could be kind of record our things and run all our podcasts more smoothly.
1: And now uh, we're extended to the 30th of April.
0: It's going to be longer. It, honestly, it's going to be longer than that, which is what I want people to understand. Like, they say they've extended things to April 30th. That does not mean things are going to get better by April 30th. Like, people need to get that the fuck out of your head right now.
1: Yeah, no. It's...
0: If the numbers for all around the world are any indicator, this is not going to just magically clear up in a month. Like this this is only getting worse as time goes on and it is going to proceed to only get worse as time goes on. So yeah, stay is... in your fucking houses and stay clean cuz I was walking home the other day. It was yesterday. I worked yesterday. I was walking home yesterday. And it was it, was, it was a rather nice day out, it wasn't too windy, it was sunny out, and there was just everybody going, like, there was a whole bunch of people parked up in, like, the little parking lot above the lake, and, like, everyone walking around, I saw, like, two, three different families out playing, having a great time, and my first thought immediately was, do you just not give a fuck about the safety of, like, your entire little fucking family you got there, like... I, I get it's a nice day and you don't want to be cooped up, but that doesn't mean everybody and your fucking mother needs to go out. Like, this is why it keeps getting worse, is because you fucking people just keep immediately putting yourself ahead of it. And it's like, ah, no, I'm fine. I'll yeah. be... You will not be fine. This, this disease doesn't give a fuck if it's a nice yeah. day. It doesn't give a fuck if you're healthy. It'll still do what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking virus. It
1: doesn't been, give a fuck. I've been two places since well i've been three places since this whole thing happened my house heather's parents house and heather's sister's house like i haven't done anything public since the fucking wednesday
0: and you know i get it it sucks like everybody wants to go out everybody wants to do what they want to do and i i can't say i blame you like i get it i wish i could still go to the movies You know, I wish I could still go do things, but that's that's not the reality we're in. Like this is a real a real problem. Like and it's not going to get better if everyone just keeps ignoring it. And I already see our government talking about doing mandatory lockdown shut ins, and I see people arguing like, oh you can't do that. They fucking will if you don't listen. (laughs) Like they fucking will and they can if it's a matter of life and death. Which, no one's... this is a matter of life and death. Yeah.
1: Oh, we put a suggested quarantine, and no one's doing it. Well, I guess it's time to go from suggested to forced. They can, and they will.
0: And uh, I would also like to make another serious point. Very serious, and I brought this up on Fireside, and I feel like, I, I just, again, I feel like I need to reiterate it. You don't want to make them get too much power in the situation. Do you think China got to the way it is government-wise overnight?
1: Oh, no, of course not. It's been years and years.
0: Yes. Now, for anyone who hasn't paid attention, for any bill that they've tried to pass, like like the stimulus check, where they're going to be paying people money to try to help get people money and things like that, there are other things that they've tried to slip in there while passing that because it's a pandemic and things are being rushed.
1: Yeah. Like, people are upset. Like, oh, you know, the Democrats, they didn't let people... Pa- they didn't pass the bill when all that. was well, because people were sneaking shit in there. They're,
0: they're, and that's going to continue to happen. They're, they're, I, I will say I'm more scared... Not because of the sickness, because as much as I am at a higher risk, (laughs) not because I'm at a higher risk because I work at a grocery store and I'm an essential, the essential worker, like, I have to make sure, we have to make sure that everyone can get their food and everything. And
1: hey, Jared, thank you for your service.
0: No, Jeremy, thank you for your service.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, thank you for working working in this time. Seriously, though, thank you.
0: It's not fun. I, I've... Starting to hate people more and more as the day goes on. Like I'm not gonna lie, I'm I've always been at a distance when it came to people, but in light of recent events, I'm starting to hate people a little bit more because you people are fucking irrational.
1: What do you mean, you people?
0: Just simply
1: fucking <laughs> irrational. Best line in fucking uh, *Tropic Thunder*.
0: Because <sighs> like you don't need four things of paper towel you don't need three things of toilet paper you don't need eight million fucking canned goods
1: like all the popcorn is gone jared all the popcorn except for the smart pop they took all the popcorn
0: (sighs) you you people are getting fucking ridiculous like you don't need to be stocking. it's not the end of the fucking world it's just a matter of you have to be fucking smart And the reason things keep getting worse is because nobody's being fucking smart. You all think you know better than the people who know better. And it's fucking frustrating. You want to go back to work, you have to fucking follow what people are telling you. Because if you make it worse, you're going to make a lot of other things happen that are not going to be pleasant for fucking anybody. Like, I hate to say it, but it is. Ugh. But. To end all this serious note stuff out. Um... Please, just fucking don't go, don't be gathering around. Stay home, stay sanitized. Just use your fucking brains. mm mm-hmm. Like, the, it, that. it's a virus. It doesn't have a mind to think about anything other than infecting you and trying to yeah. kill you. That is just all, just its say, only
1: purpose. I mean, much to, like, radiation, viruses are bullshit. <laughs> they... They don't even enjoy life. They're just there to multiply. They don't even get anything out of it. They yeah. don't get the taste. They don't get to feel the fresh air. They don't get to drink fresh water. They're just there.
0: Correct. It, its only purpose is to infect as many people as possible and kill as many things as possible. That's its only purpose, and that's all it fucking cares about. It don't give a fuck about your plans.
1: Yeah. Fuck viruses and fuck radiation. And that's Correct. where I stand on science.
0: Correct. Um. So, yeah, just with that, everyone just kind of, you know, again, just stay safe and stay home. Uh, We'll be back on Thursday and so on and so forth. We'll keep making content. You know, it's not like we're out of doing anything. Yeah. It's pretty I mean, easy even for if,
1: us. Even if I had the COVID, I'd still be here.
0: Well, that's depending. And also, I know that uh, recently there was the whole thing about, like, kids couldn't get it. Uh, The virus... This is going to come out. This is going to sound really scary. Uh, But it is. Because it seems... I want to say it's it's mutating. Would that be... Or it, adapting? Would that be a way evolving. to put it?
1: It's
0: uh, there have been some young children, and uh, I just saw recently Chicago had an infant death that was COVID-related. So oh, nice. Great. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, it might not just be people who have hit puberty anymore. It looks like it might starting to be a problem for everyone and thing which is an even bigger problem so again stay home, stay safe, stay smart, stay odd and we'll see you all next week see ya Anthony, if you ever fuck up the Tale from the Crypt song again (laughs) I will fucking kill you
1: seriously though as soon as we we, uh, stop I'm listening to that
0: Oh, you're going to listen to it?
1: Oh, yeah. I got it up right now. All right. Well, go for it. All right.